Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. Well, as my husband said, yes, you are with me for four weeks. (laughs) Which never has happened in my life. I have Never even probably preached two sermons in a row, unless maybe you were out on disaster. But it's, as you have uh, heard me before, it's, uh, I can't say it's not my thing because the Lord says what my thing is. Um, but I felt led in my heart to um, share in this way. In the beginning of our scripture, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Do you remember this chorus? Good, because we're going to sing it. Because I can do that. I can do what I want for four weeks. We all know that that is not true. That is not true at all. But we can do this. So I want to sing it, and then we're actually going to do a round, because it's been a a while since uh, I think... I've even done that, some Sunday school songs. I don't know if this is characterized as a Sunday school song. Please don't, don't hear um, other things, but um, just a real easy tune, yeah? So it starts like this. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. All right, so this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. Those of you who are on the outskirts out here, you're going to begin And you're going to sing, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then you say it again, sing it again. And then those in the middle will start, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. While y'all move on to rejoice, rejoice. We got it? I'm excited. All right. Outside circle first. Ready? Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Wow. (laughs) Y'all are good. We might take this on the road. Put yourself in this scenario. You are busy 
pursuing the passion of your vocation only to find yourself cut off from further advancement. You find yourself arrested and perhaps even facing death row. All of this happens in a foreign land. Meanwhile, those on the outside are busy helping themselves to the fruit of your labor. On top of this, you are being horribly slandered. And at the same time, those who love you are being mistreated. And even some are being misled. Your health is failing, and you find yourself living hand to mouth. What do you think would be the state of your mind under such circumstances? Perhaps you would feel anxiety or depression, self-pity, or maybe you would feel that you are in despair. This is where we pick up with our good friend Paul at the end of his letter to the Christian believers in Philippi. This was a letter of encouragement, even as it was written during a time of immense stress for the apostle. Paul at this time was under house arrest, we think in Rome, but this was just the topper on a long line of conflict with Jewish leaders. He was not a stranger to those trying to hurt him. Besides having many attempts on his life, some people were preaching the gospel not because they believed that Je- not because they believed that Jesus was the Messiah who came to save the world, but because they hoped that it would cause additional stress and additional trouble for Paul. You know, the Bible does not shy away from issues like depression, anxiety, or fear. I think about the prophet Elijah, a man who, after his victory over the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, asked God to let him die. Things had gotten that bad. Lord, (laughs) take it away from me. I'm done. And God didn't shame him or correct him in the middle of his grief. Instead, God fed him and told him to rest because he was sending him on a journey in which he would gain a partner and ultimately see that the Lord was still at work in the lives and the hearts of Israel. Have you read Psalm 143, verses 3 through 7? It says, The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down to the pit. 
I'm not a biblical scholar in any form or sense of the fashion. But things look pretty bad (laughs) for David. And many of these psalms were set to music. So if I asked you, Nick, to make an arrangement for this specific piece, I'm guessing you would like pull the hip-hop out or... Yeah, just like that, right? I can't even imagine what what that would sound like. Probably droning on, yeah? These are words of desperation. In 2 Corinthians, even Paul confessed that he and his companions were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired life itself. For far too many people, this is where it ends. All that we can see is that pit. There is no hope. For far too many Christians, this is where it ends. In a country where daily we are seeing people taking their own lives at a rate of one every 12 minutes. You cannot tell me hopelessness is not a pandemic. God does not want us left at that point. Paul takes that thought captive and goes on to say, that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You and I are not different. We cannot escape suffering in a world filled with stress. And I mean a big S. Stress. Christ himself said that, he would experience, that we would experience tribulation and hardship. But what do we do when these things become more than what we can handle? How do we become a people that can sing? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice when we're plagued with fear, anxiety. But Jesus does not leave us at this point either. He takes this thought captive and follows this statement with, take heart, because he has overcome the world, every obstacle. And it's imperative to know that we cannot do this on our own. We are a people created for community, We need to be people of safety that others can reach out to when it's needed. And if for nothing else, just to listen. You and I cannot solve the world's problems, but we can be people of safety. Not for everyone, but for the few that God sends. Are you a person of safety? And do you have someone in your life that is a safe place? In taking our thoughts captive, it's also important that we become honest with ourselves and with the Lord about the emotions that we experience every day. David chose to speak openly with the Lord about moments of joy, pain, and obviously sorrow. 
We have been given plenty of avenues to communicate with the Lord through prayer, meditation, journaling, or other creative expressions you may have. The Lord already knows what we're thinking. He already knows. But it's a practice that allows God room to speak into our hurts and open our eyes to areas where we're attempting to control apart from him. When things become too much for me, and yes, it happens to officers too. Can you believe it? God has been gracious enough to allow me to play one song on the piano. I know one song. And I'm not going to brag, but I play it pretty well. So well, in fact, that if you were to walk in as I'm playing, you would think, oh my goodness, I would love for you to play for this, this, and this. And I'm going to tell you, I cannot. I assure you, I cannot. Because I'm a fraud. (laughs) I cannot play piano. I can play one piece. The one song to my name is called The Follow Medley. And it's a song I came to know as I led the singing company in Dallas Temple when I was a teenager. I picked up the music and I made myself learn it, not knowing that someday it would become the very sanity, the saving grace that I would need to be reminded of in some dark times. It is made up of the songs, I have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back, no turning back into where he leads. I will follow. Well, it's a different, it's, but that's good. <laughs> I like that one too. I think I'm getting the wrong intervals. No, <laughs> I don't know it anymore, but I could play it. Where he leads me, I will follow. And then it ends in, he leadeth me. Those are the three songs that I am able to play in a medley. <laughs> And I feel that God has sprinkled just enough grace onto my life where I can sit down and think through what has happened in my life, whatever it may be, and I can play. For some of you, you may have something like that. You may have a journal that you write in. Maybe you have, I don't know, maybe music is something for you as well. We all have something. We have to have some kind of an outlet. Adelaide Ann Proctor, she wrote these words in kind of a lengthy hymn, uh, poem. It says, let thy gold be cast in the furnace, the red gold precious and bright. Do not fear the hungry fire with its caverns of burning light. And thy gold shall return more precious, free from every spot and stain, 
For gold must be tried by fire, as a heart must be tried by pain. In the cruel fire of sorrow, cast thy heart, do not faint or wail. Let thy hand be firm and steady, do not let thy spirit quail. But wait till the trial is over, and take thy heart again. For as gold is tried by fire, so a heart must be tried by pain. I shall know by the gleam and the glitter of the golden chain you wear, by your heart's calm strength and loving, of the fire they have had to bear. Beat on, true heart, forever. Shine bright, strong golden chain, and bless the cleansing fire and the furnace of living pain. For many of us, the fight seems to have clear definitive lines, black and white. And for some of us, I think more than what we know, the battleground happens right here. It's important to remember and to know that God does not expect the world of you. He's overcome it already. That's not his expectation. He does expect contentment in a world in which we live. This may be something that does not speak to you today, but we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring or even five years down the road. This might be for a neighbor in a couple weeks, or it might be for your friend tomorrow. And as I spoke on David in the pit, he captures this thought as well, and he ends his psalm this way. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing. That sounds a song too, yeah? For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. He doesn't just leave us in that beginning pit part. <laughs> he wants us to move forward. What makes you anxious? What gives you fear today? I think a lot of people just looking at social media, for a lot of people it's an election. It's the Republicans or the Democrats, wherever you may sit, anywhere in between or on the outside. Maybe it's illness in your family or within yourself. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's speaking in front of people. Maybe it's what people think of you, what people write about you. Maybe you've had anxiety so long that you don't even know where it stems from. It's just coming from every angle. 
I promise you the Lord does not, does not want this for your life. And I can't promise you that when you follow him that it will go away. Because <laughs> that's not what he says. That's not what life is. But what I can promise is that when we follow him, we are not alone. He does not leave us alone. He does not leave us in the pit. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for that. He wants us to capture those thoughts right as they enter in. Take them captive and know the truth, his truth over your life. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.